You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to Phoenix 92.5 FM. When you're listening to this, the Royal Rumble will always already have been over and settled, so we're sorry. Um, but we record on a Friday night, so it is what it is. But listen, the problem with recording on a Friday night, my friends, is that we have this incredible look. Or not even on a Friday night, whenever we go to record, it happens when we're doing there to know basis as well. We will have a show, we will do the show, and then news breaks. It's usually, we, we, we call it the, the Wednesday night curse on there to know basis, where we will do a whole show, it'll be a pretty good show, and then a massive news segment will break, or a news story will break. This happened during the week, where I did an impromptu show with Andy the Paranoles, check it out on the feed now, and obviously we were covering, we were covering some sad news around um, you know, another wrestling death, and then literally within minutes of that show going live, we got one of the biggest news stories of all time. Then... A day, two days later, another news story broke that is equally as earth-shattering. So, folks, what we're saying here is, after you listen to this show, go and check out the feed because probably we have to do another show for another news story that broke because that's what seems to be wrestling now. Don't even check out the feed after this show. Look to the skies. For all we know, there could be a comet flying towards the planet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seems to be the way, right? It's like news yeah, just flies in. Sh- so uh, Jump on your phone to make sure war hasn't been declared or something. Oh, my God. Don't, don't be saying that now because... <laughs> Look, the point is, news is very hard to keep up on. We're, we're a once-a-week show, but, you know, we, we try to do what we're, what we're trying to do. So if anyone's like, oh, my God, guys, the Royal Rumble's over. I know, I know. But we're here to bring some lulls. We're called the Wrestling Rewind, not the Wrestling Current. Or, in our case, the Wrestling Future. But sometimes I predict the future. Sometimes, although although I have a, a slight bone to pick with you, you're, you had a great track record last year in your predictions. This year, you're off to a bit of a wobbly start, but I okay. think some of your other predictions are, are looking likely. Okay, well, look, we'll get into that. As I said, folks, we have an awful lot to get through this week, like tons. Um, I We had a lovely show plan, and then two new stories this week, completely. Oh, we were looking forward to a nice wee handy jaunt through TNA and then a leisurely walk through New Japan, and then we were just going to end, have a night cap into the Royal Rumble. It was going to be lovely and easy and sweet. But no, that's 
That's not what happened. <laughs> That's no, not what happened. Vince McMahon and his BDA had to get out. Oh man, there's there's so much to talk about that you know we're not going to start there. Well, I guess we kind of have to start there. But before we do, my name is Aaron Connor. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us here on Phoenix ninety two point five FM, the rest of com, and the True Penny Channel. And of course, we're on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that kind of good stuff. Wherever you're getting podcasts, that's where we are. And I'm not alone. I am joined by the one, the only, Mr. One and all, Martin Herity. Martin, welcome to the show, sir. Oh, great to be back. Thanks very much, Tara. Every every week I'm I'm always slightly surprised that I get the I get the invite back. Well, not only do you get the invite back, but folks, I don't know if you've been on our social media and seen that, hey, it's actively in use again. <laughs> uh, Martin is the reason for that because I'm terrible at social media, kinda hate it. And I'm really bad at it. Martin is phenomenal at it, and that's why you're getting content now. Yeah, and you would have been from last week, only it took me a wee while to figure out uh, uh, passwords and the like. But we got there in the end. That's fair. That is totally fair. Uh, as as bad as it was setting that up, in uh, we were trying to sort out um, in the band. So if anyone doesn't know, I play in a black metal band called Horrenda. And uh, we got a new drummer, and we were trying to like get the drummer on the, on the, lo- on the, the Dropbox that we use for demos and stuff. And uh, Google did not like him at all to the point that his, they just rejected his phone being a thing. So we were at it for a good like hour and a half trying to get his phone working. So we didn't have those problems, Byron, luckily. No, and, and it was good of you to sort of persevere with the drummer there because as we all know, when it comes to bands, drummers tend to be the uh, the Neanderthals of the group. Drummers are, are are like the single most important part of the band, but also the most frustrating part as well in, in certain ways. Because you're like, oh, okay. But um, look, I mean, it, it's more funny when like you're the IT guy and there's IT problems. But it's because I wasn't directly there. So when I showed up, we fixed it in five minutes. But up until that point, it was a big saga. And it's just like, yeah, I'm so glad COVID isn't really a thing anymore. And you can like see people because if th- we've had to, if we had to do this in COVID times. That would have been impossible. <laughs> like, oh, like physically going over and fixing things on time. Is, trying is trying to explain over Skype to your grandfather how to fix the telly. Oh man, yeah, it's just it, it's funny. Like even as as advanced as we are today, and I'll wrap this up really quickly. Like you still have to have a guy that goes over and like physically does the thing. You know, like even now, like you can't just remote in. Sometimes you actually have to go over and go click. Yeah, it's working. Bye. (laughs) Dara, sometimes you just have to physically touch the thing, and that's definitely been Vince McMahon's philosophy. Wow. Okay, so allegedly. Allegedly, (laughs) allegedly, allegedly. We'd like to to preface this episode of the Wrestling Rewind with about 50 preemptive allegedly's. So look, we're on FM radio. There's very few things that we can say here that will not get us kicked off the radio or us in trouble, okay? So everything we're about to say here is alleged, starred, um, not things we have made up. They're things that are being reported by everyone, right? You oh, name yeah. the source, like... Mad, uh, if, if we were to read just the uh, the complaint that has been made, like the legal complaint that has been made, no swearing or anything like that, just read it verbatim. Yeah. We were kicked off the radio. We literally can't. <laughs> Some of the stuff he has been accused of here is shock. Yeah, we literally can't. Um, there's there's twice 
this week that I heard wrestling being discussed on a, on a mainstream outlet. One for a very, very good reason, and then one for this not-so-good reason. Um, and it, it's got to do... So, for anyone who doesn't know, Vince McMahon, obviously, we, we covered it on a show where he had allegedly paid hush money to a bunch of women in 2020, and th- this broke in 2021. He obviously was forced out and then was came back and then sold the company, right? So that's kind of the story so far. Now, this kind of dropped out of nowhere where there was one specific woman, uh, Janet Grant, Julie Grant, something Grant, right? That was her name. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. She uh, basically started releasing receipts uh, before from her lawsuit against Vince McMahon. And it goes into a lot. <laughs> well, here's, there's, well, there's a here's lot what gets here. me about this. So, yeah, this is a, like Vince has been accused of various assaults and misconduct and things like that before. Um, there's been a, a litany of them. But this one is a lot more clear cut than the other ones. It's got a lot more detail to it. And it's a lot more recent, which is probably why it's getting um, a wee bit more uh, yeah, it's, it's, fairly, it's fairly recent. Well, like it's one one of the details of it that stunned me was she was one of these women who had been paid hush money, and she had made an agreement with McMahon where he would pay her three million dollars. Yeah, so she'd get a million a year for three years, and she'd stay quiet about all the allegations, right? Yeah, and they stiffed her. They gave her one million the first year and then didn't pay her the next year. And that's why she's released all this. You just made a five billion deal with Netflix. You just got, what is it, 10 billion from the Saudis. Before that, you had a billion from Fox from SmackDown. And you can't spare two billion to keep your hush money account going. Like, Okay, here's the thing, right? So we can't get into them, right? They are online, as I said. Throw a stone on the internet, and you you will just hit all the all like you name it. Everyone's covered it. And oh, I'll so, tell you what. If you've ever read uh, one hundred and twenty days of Sodom, it's pretty much oh. it. <laughs> that being said, right, uh, and in all seriousness, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is just me, right? So I need a sanity check here. Are you shocked by any of it? Oh no, like, like rest, so this like, has this been is, this has been. Like, I just wanted to preface this, right? This has been this man's character for 25 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I grew up as a child watching Vince McMahon make Trish Stratus bark like a dog on television. Drug his wife. <laughs> drug his wife. Abuse wrestlers. And... Be his daughter around the place on, on TV. See, this is... This is news. why I'm finding it's... I, this is why I'm finding it so hard to be like, yeah, of course, Vince, did, you know, it's but, Vince man. <laughs> that's to us because we're like in, re- not in wrestling, but you know what I mean? We're uh, fans of wrestling. So the majority of people aren't. So all they're seeing is billionaire CEO of a huge company is accused of something terrible. But like you say, we've been watching them do this stuff on TV for 20 or 30 years. And even more than that, We've been reading all the books that have yep. been talking about, you know, the real life stuff he's done backstage. <laughs> and it's always like played off for laughs, you know, like. In yeah, that's the thing. It's so... And it's only when you get outside the wrestling bubble into the real world 
that you realize, oh, actually, <laughs> this behavior is not normal. Is that what it is? You know what it is, right? So a couple of a year ago, I went on the, the Halloween spoopy tour, right? And the lad's wearing white face paint to look like a ghost, right? And everyone's like really scared of him. And I'm, I just wasn't. I'm like, that's cool, you're, but you're, you're in a death metal band. This is this is it. I realized you're a, oh you're in three death metal bands. No, but this is it. This I realized I'm like, oh, most normal people don't <laughs> don't dress like that on the regular, you know? Yeah. And I think that's similar here where I'm like, oh, okay. Oh mo- so most this isn't no this is, interests aren't run by possibly the shadiest people on the planet. <laughs> And I mean, that's it. It's like all the, there was no, okay. There was nothing in the report and it's lengthy. It's, it's, dude, this is a lengthy report, right? There's nothing in it where I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that, that doesn't sound like something Vince would do. And at the same time, you're like, wait, hold on. This is horrific. But then you're also like, he did book himself in a match against God (laughs) and cut a promo in a real church. I mean, he, he started a club where employees had to literally kiss his kiss ass, his ass yeah. on live TV. Yeah, his bare buttocks, as 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 Jim Ross would say. Yeah, See, WWF was literally just him living out his fantasies, like it, it, hidden in plain sight. <laughs> the whole time. But see, was, yeah. do, do you think maybe that was him to being like, well, we're going to blur the lines. And he was like... Do, do you know what I bet you it is? I bet you he just feels like a crippling guilt and he wants to confess to all these things, but he can't confess them. So he goes, I know what I'll do. I'll go out tonight on raw and I'll do the exact same thing live in front of millions of people. And they'll have to arrest me. They'll have to stop me. And then he gets backstage after raw every night. And everybody's clapping him and chilling. Oh God, great, great episode. Amazing. You're a creative genius. And he locks himself in his office and he cries. Will nobody ever stop me. So what you think he's like when the seer killers get sloppier as they go on? Yeah, deliberately. So he gets caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't laugh about this, folks, but I mean like you guys know, you're obviously wrestling fans listening to this show and you're like you guys get it. But I mean if we had like a normal person and like read this list, they'd probably be horrified. And it, it is horrific. It's Vince McMahon, you know. I think that's why it's so difficult to be like, did you not watch the show? Now look, He's... again, allegedly, we're not saying he did anything, but oh, of course, yeah. W- watch the show. There was angle. There was there was an angle where he drugged his wife, forced her to watch watch him make out with another woman at WrestleMania. Third of her age. Yeah, about at WrestleMania. That was a storyline. I think one of the For things months. with McMahon is is that he weaponizes ridiculousness. Yeah. So people make accusations against him, but it's so hard to tell who Vince McMahon, the CEO, and who Mr. McMahon, the character, is that yes. he can kind of he can kind of brush off like uh, serious accusations by pointing to how ludicrous his character is and going, "Oh no, that's just that's the character." Like, do you remember when the previous round of allegations came out and he kind of disappeared from TV for a while 
And then he came back and everyone was going, oh man, when he re-emerges into the public eye, he is going to be destroyed. He's going to be torn apart. Like, But evil genius that he is, he reappeared in public for the first time with just the most ridiculous moustache. Yeah. Just the most deliberately ridiculous moustache. And suddenly everyone had forgotten about all the allegations against him. And all the talk was about this insane pencil, like French detective mustache that he'd grown for some reason. And obviously, like that was the reason. So that that's what people were talking about. I it's, don't know. Like uh, remember uh, uh, when he was he was fired in from the board in disgrace over allegations, and then he just denied reality. He just tweeted out, "Oh, do you know at seventy-seven, I think it's time for me to retire." No, man, you were fired in disgrace. What are you talking about? No, no, you know what? Okay, that's him, right? But we're also to blame, too, because when he showed up on SmackDown, he was treated with a hero's welcome. Oh, big thank you, Vince Chance. After the allegations <laughs> came out. It's like... Why? I, I don't know. I, I, see, I really don't know, because on the one hand, morally, you're like, this is wrong. But then it's Vince McMahon, and you're like, you know? Yeah, yeah he's it, such a ludicrous character that it's hard to... You're just so used to it. You know, you're just like, ah, sure, look, it's Vince McMahon. You know, this is what he does. But then you're like, wait, no, this is real. This is, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you know, it's so bizarre where you're like... I mean, this is the problem with, with Tony Khan, right? If Tony Khan does something, you're like, oh, my God, you know, because he, he's a real person. But with Vince, you're like... It, yeah, what, what where's the line? He's right. an evil supervillain. Like, what, <laughs> that's it. He's what, an evil. What exactly. Like, it's like this is why you wanted Austin to beat him because he's a monster. Yeah. So when when he's in real, and I, I mean there is a, there is a, a case to be made for not letting someone like Vince McMahon like run companies, <laughs> but the only company that he could run would be wrestling because wrestling is so weird. It's like if if someone said, "Oh my God, Krang from." turtles crying has you know committed a terrible atrocity and is attempting to take over the world you'd be like yeah of course he does what do you expect that's crying but if someone went up to you and said oh my god woody from toy story has just <laughs> slaughtered 40 people <laughs> and hijacked a bus you'd be like what what the hell exactly i think that's what it is it's like you wouldn't expect like a ceo of walmart to, you know, to 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 do this, you're like, oh my god, blah, blah, blah. but with Vince McMahon, you're like, did you not watch the show? Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, so this is why when Tony Khan makes a jokey tweet, half of the internet goes into meltdown. But when Vince McMahon has another round of incredibly serious <laughs> allegations made against them, people just brush it off as oh, kooky Vince being Vince. But yeah, I mean that is a serious problem. That I think, but it's it's genius, isn't it? I know, but like that's what I'm saying to you. When it happened, and I'm reading it, I'm like, I just can't say. But I'm like, did you not watch the show? Like, it's just I'd I'd, I'd that love should to not see a reaction. I'd love to see him on trial. I bet you. Oh, it'd be the wildest thing. I in the bet world. you cut a. I bet you he'd demand to sit in the judge's seat. <laughs> he did oh, that. Only I get to bang the hammer, pal. He did that. That was. I was also on the show. Oh yeah, he's like he's like. Uh, do you know the way people think the Simpsons predict stuff that happens in real life? Yeah, <laughs> Vince does stuff on the show. 
that he intends to do in his actual life. I have no doubt that when it comes to the end and he does finally kick the bucket, he intends to fight God. <laughs> well, he tried to. He booked a match. Yeah, exactly. It's just a rubber match. but uh, the weird thing was is that now the other news that feels like it came out about six months ago and it only happened at the start of the week um uh, wwe has announced that its new uh, uh tv deal isn't a tv deal no its rates fees will now go to netflix for five billion dollars massive and you know what we did i did honestly believe this would happen i did think it would go to amazon uh, netflix makes more sense because it's in more homes i mean i i i read i read a stupid comment on the internet folks again don't go on twitter what? it's a bad idea a i know right comment on the internet i know i know i know uh but w- wait till you hear it. It, it it's a wonderful one because i did write it down specifically because it is so stupid well, this will not work because Netflix, because everyone doesn't have Netflix. I mean, <laughs> oh, sure thing, pal. Yeah, I was like, okay, despite the fact that more people have Netflix than the USA Network and Sky combined. But you know what? Go. Good job. Well done. Um, like, so th- this is a, a huge deal. Like, it like, is. No, I mean, we, to, put this, to put this into perspective, right, like, it's not just the rights for Raw. It's no. the rights for everything. It's basically moving the WWE Network from... To, 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 and it's actually, that's actually not that big of a, a migration, Some just to go on a tangent. Some people might think, oh, they have to build a whole new app. They don't really. All the WWE stuff is on an AWS server. All they have to do is connect that it, AWS server to did another peacock server not have a it. lot of trouble with this though yeah but peacock didn't buy the rights for everything they bought <sighs> the rights specifically to broadcast some things yes wwe uh, netflix effectively bought wwe's archive or yeah. rented it so for like 10, ju- 10 just just so people know what's happening is in the u.s netflix have bought raw but yeah. they've basically stated that their intent is that as SmackDown and NXT, as their rights deals come to an end, they will acquire those as well. And internationally, outside of the US, they've bought everything. Yeah, the so back all catalog, the catalog, the, par- the pay-per-views, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, everything. So at yeah. the end, of, at the end of 2024, the network is finishing, and it's migrating fully over to Netflix. Yeah. So I mean, look, look, I'm sad to see the WWE network go. I mean, we use it pretty much weekly. But you know what's great? Netflix now, we just need to pay for Netflix. Grand. It's it's such a massive deal. There's so many implications to it. We could we won't, but we could do a whole show on it alone. I mean, like there's implications for WWE, there's implications for fans in terms of how they're going to be charged for things. There's implications for Netflix. Like this has cost them a lot of money. They've announced that they're probably going to put prices up. They haven't said it's directly as a result of this, but you would imagine. How is that going to affect existing Netflix users? Are they going to go, well, I don't want to pay an extra $5 a month for wrestling. I don't watch wrestling. I can tell you what they're going to do. Or is it going to be like a tiered thing? Like- yeah, I can, tell, I can tell you exactly what they're going to do right now. Go so 
PlayStation Plus did something similar, and I do believe it's going to be this, right? So I, a lot of people might be, they might have PlayStation Plus, they might not. If not, basically, you pay a monthly subscription to go online. That's what it was, right? Then they start giving free games. Then last year they released a, and it was like 70 euros, 60 or 70 euros a year, right? Last year they then released a tiered system. The most basic system is you can go online, you get some free games. The mid middle tier is you get some more games. The third tier is you basically get as many games as you want, kind of like Game Pass, kind of like Game Pass um, on Xbox. But that's what they that's what they're gonna do. They're, well, they're going to they're gonna roll out a basic pricing where you can watch your basic Netflix, right? Then what they'll do is they'll roll in probably Netflix Plus or something where yeah. it allows you to live stream or something. And then they'll have everything. And then that will be your WWE. They'll probably buy something else and they'll roll the, it in. WWE one might even be tiered. You might get your weekly shows and then it might be yeah, another that, tier for your pay-per-views and your back catalogue. And... I, I think that's what the middle tier will be. I don't think they'll tear it out that much because that that won't scale. Um, like you want mass adoption here, right? And this is this is me getting in my horrible business thing, but you know, you want it to scale, right? So you don't want you want to kind of bring in new audience. So you want to to have it there to such an extent that you'll probably have your raw, your SmackDown, your NXT, and the pay per views running like normal on the middle tier, where you're flicking through. Oh, what's this? I haven't watched Raw in a while. Bang, it's on. All yeah, the archive yeah. stuff, that's the, what will be locked in the higher tier. The plan here is as much um, to bring in kind of lapsed fans as yep, much as new fans. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, Like, oh it, God, I haven't watched wrestling in years, but now that it's literally at my fingertips, at my convenience on the app that I always use anyway, you know. Because the amount of people I know, particularly in America, and Dave, Dave Stevens will talk about this, who just flick on raw or a pay-per-view now because it's on peacock it's huge that's i i wouldn't be shocked man if the reason that netflix did this is because of how successful peacock has been as a result of the wwe content yeah. it wouldn't shock me it really would not shock me but again to put this in, into even more perspective star wars was bought for four billion dollars wwe is worth the, the rights to wwe for 10 years is more yeah. valuable than Star Wars was. Yeah, Star Wars was bought outright. This is only for 10 years. Like, it's, it's like the company is solid forever. Like, oh, yeah. There, nothing there, will affect the actual. No. Like, there'll be scandals, there'll be different people fired and hired, and diff- more information will come out about what McMahon was up to, etc. But WWE you know, PLC is just, it's a forever company now. Yeah, now WWE will never die. No. <laughs> like, it, it's, it is incredible, really, when you think about it. It's like, it will always be number one. It is now light years. It, oh, it's, un, it's, un, no. it's unattainable. It's yeah. light years ahead of, like, no one has ever beaten WWE, ever. It's just not happening. Like, it's no, so it, far it, removed. It can't now. They have such a head start. Like, the no, the number two company, and we're talking in terms of like popularity and sales and money and all that. The number two company is AEW, but they're yes. number two by a country mile. Like they're yeah. not number two neck and neck. 
No. But I mean, I'm sure WWE had a, you know, what a 50 year head start, 20 years with a monopoly, and now they've jumped in with all these like massive uh, deals. But yeah, no, but these these are new. No like to talk about a war, right? Um, like a war between AEW and, and WWE. They're probably what like I, when Vince was still there and was still like making his insane decisions again. Think about how mad these decisions probably actually were in hindsight of what we talked about, like, and how bad it actually was. Since the control has been, like, wrestled away from him, Triple H just nuclear striked this this war. This war's over, like... Well, it's, it's over because they've just left the battlefield. Like, yeah. they're not, they're they're not, not even, even doing TV it. anymore. They've no, moved. They're not even playing it. They're just... It's it's over. It It's... But I have to say, man, if, like, Nick... I think a lot of this goes to Nick Khan as well, who, like, whoever's running... TKO, um, this will be studied in history books, like business books of how you take the most successful wrestling company of all time and then just make it into the stratosphere. Like, it's just become... You know what, you know what Hulk Hogan thinks Hulkamania is? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what WWE is now. Yeah. It, you know it's I mean? mad the evolution of that from, say... 40 or 50 years from being like kind of a dingy looked down upon seedy kind of business wrestling, you know, in the territory days was um, like not really a, a mainstream uh, where, where they used to have guns in the bags. Yeah. Like it was really a mainstream <laughs> concern and the people in it were mega shady and all that. Yeah, like, too. Undertaker's like, Oh, I, I miss the old days where you have a gun <laughs> in your bag. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? To what it is now, which is, quite literally a multi 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 billion uh, dollar industry B. And a billion dollar company like capital B billion just mad crazy um, crazy there crazy. is once i don't know if he's going to have to day or something but there is not a film a fascinating series of films to be made about Vince McMahon's life but how much do you think it is man i mean like again going back to what we said it's gonna be so unbelievable that like it, it would it, never be uh, it would never be allowed. And WWE have that much money now that they could stop it. They could, they'll make their own films about Vince and he'll be lionized and lauded. You would you would have to make a fictionalized movie about him. You'd have to oh this is the story about a CEO of a company called World Wrestling Entertainment. And it's crazy CEO, Mince McMahon. You know, <laughs> Lennis McManus. Yeah, it's the only way you could, you could get around it. I think that TV show Succession, I think part of it is heavily based on the McMahon. That would make sense. That would actually make a lot of sense, yeah. I mean, look, it's so hard to separate fact from fiction. And judging by, w, like, from a business standpoint, judging by how well WDB has done without Vince, you have to believe how crazy that had to be when he was there. like, oh, he was know, losing it the last couple like, of years. Absolutely, that you know what crazy because I mean, it seems like the jumps that WWE have made, um, I, I are, are so incredible that like Vince posited, was probably holding us back. Go on. Oh, he was, of course. I posited this to you before last year, maybe longer ago, when when the first or second round of allegations came out. The business leaps that you're talking about that WWE have made, I don't think 
they make those if Vince McMahon's in charge. They don't. I, they I think, do not. No, they don't. I genuinely think that the board deliberately leaked those allegations about him in order to, well, look, to get him off. I'll put it to you this way, right? Get him off the board. I'll put it to you this way, right? AEW exists because it captured the audience that loves WWE but didn't love what Vince McMahon was doing. They loved... I, and I, I Look, I will say it, it captured NXT 2015, bottled it, and developed on that. Vince didn't want that, right? Just like UFC and Ring of Honor could have been in WWE. Ring of Honor specifically could have been in WWE, but Vince didn't want that either. Um, you know, WWE would come up with this concept and Vince would kill it because he's like, oh, that's not what I want. Or because he's probably completely insane and <laughs> would just be like, no, we're going to do something completely different this week, you know? And we didn't really know if that was true or not. But it seems like it properly was. So they'd come up with these great ideas and then killed them. AEW is an example that, you know, of that kind of bottling it went off and then developed its own, you know, incredibly good business model. And it, you know, look, they sold at Wembley, right? I mean, that's incredible. Vince yeah. could have sold at Wembley. He just didn't want it. He's just crazy. You know, he's just like something got on his WWE head. Where he's like, right now could own the entire wrestling industry. If they had of like you say, bought Ring of Honor when they had the chance. If they had and you know developed it as your in-ring work rate company and no, put this, it out no, there, no, even this, this is my from, this is uh, my point though, Martin. Right? What you're about to say is 100 percent correct. They could have done that with any company. WCW they could have built uh, out NXT. NXT. And, and Tony Khan is one of the only people to actually realize that have the money to buy it and do it himself. But now we're seeing what happens is when the control is literally wrestled away for Vince, uh, from Vince for like a year, <laughs> WWE jumps ahead decades. And oh, it's just it's... like, you know, you know, you know who's, who really looks correct here? The pipe bomb is evergreen. You know, <laughs> where Punk is like, you know, this company makes company uh, makes money despite itself. It did. It just existed because oh, it was WWE. For and, 20 years, it was unwatchable. Unwatchable. Literally. Literally. But it still made money. But now it's like once it's taken away and actually allowed be something. It's, it's crazy. I mean, man, I'm sitting here watching this news happen. I'm watching the product. I'm like, what the hell? What was Vince doing? Like. How was he? How did he have such a stranglehold on it that it was actually killing his business? And the minute they take it away, and there's a time to break, it just jumps ahead. Was, and these deals was, aren't made. Like it's incredible. It was incredible. bad that for years the norm was that a like a running order for say Raw would be decided that they'd make their plans for who's going to wrestle and what the storylines are going to be and what the promos are going to be, blah blah blah. And then they would get to Monday, like perfectly normal that 45 minutes before going live on air for a three hour live broadcast Vince would be tearing up the script and rewriting it and telling people on the fly to go out and do something different chaos and that was just perfectly normal for years like, <laughs> you have to hand it to Michael Cole the poor guy like 
Oh, Imagine yeah, being Michael Cole for 20 like, years. I have such mixed feelings about him because I think he is easily one of the worst commentators in history. Oh, absolutely. But I also know why he had that yeah. lunatic in his ear. 20 years. Literally oh in his God. ear, screaming at him. Like, <laughs> you're live. Imagine the pressure of being live on TV, right? And the pressure of being live on TV and having to comment to always have something to say, never be lost for words, and always be accurate and right in what you say, and be pushing whatever the next segment is coming up. Like that is enough. Like that's difficult enough. But imagine having to do that, except in one ear, your boss who is a raving lunatic, is screaming at you for three hours. Like, uh, like I say, Vince's life is not a movie. It's ten movies. And each one could focus on a different per- time period or a different aspect of it. Oh, it's aspect, just, that's exactly it, yeah. I mean, it's like in Ireland when someone's like a raving alcoholic and they get <laughs> mad drunk and they like attack people and grow women and start fights and smash up bars and people go oh god he's a character all right he's a character literally that's what that's like, he's like no. some character no he's a dangerous some character, character. <laughs> oh, he's a like, oh, Vince. he's at it again oh, there he goes there he goes <laughs> i wouldn't say that missus if i were you that's just my two cents <laughs> oh man that that mr mcmahon he's a bit of a character <laughs> keep that office door open if I were you. <laughs> oh god, um, it's, it's so wild. But like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> come here. Setting the uh, so that's all the business stuff. Is no, hold on, hold on. No, we're not, no, we're not done with the business stuff yet. We're not done because there is one more, one okay, more caveat. Okay. Right? The Rock now owns the Rock. Oh my god, <laughs> how <laughs> mental this has been! I completely forgot about that. Can you believe we live in a world where the WWE parted with inter- uh, intellectual property <laughs> willingly? The Rock. And the Rock is now, we've transcended now into an attitude era storyline where a main wrestler is on the board and it's not Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's The Rock. The Rock is The Rock. The Rock is The, the Rock. The Rock owns The Rock. The Rock owns himself as a, a, an intellectual property concept it's you know what it's like it's like that um do you ever seen that tree that was on uh this old rich fella's land and he wanted to after he died he left in his will he didn't want to leave uh his uh, land or his money or anything like that he, he either had no kids or he had terrible kids or something but he basically left everything to the tree and what? the tree got i can't remember which country it was in but the tree got legal rights to the point where the tree owned itself. So nothing okay. could be done with it. That's right. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock now owns The Rock. But like, now he can just be The Rock. He just is. The, the, Dwayne Johnson is it's dead. Gone. <laughs> there is no Dwayne Johnson anyway. He's appeared. gone. <laughs> He's just The Rock. Um, oh but, but, Dara, this, we were talking about your uh, um, sort of predictions for the year ahead and you made a really bold one and you made an impassioned argument for it but yes. I was still fairly skeptical skeptical yes. about it about yes. The Rock winning at Wrestlemania but now like in terms of having The Rock walking around with his belt promoting all his new films promoting this uh, you know TKO 
Endeavor, Netflix deal. Man, I'm leaning more and more towards your idea. It sounds possible. Well, all I know is People's Champion, right, is now on the board. I was watching them. They opened up Times Square, like the stock exchange. Not Times Square, the, 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 stock, the stock exchange. And they were on, like, uh, NBC, uh, sorry, Bloomberg, and on NBC as well. Imagine what it's going to be like when The Rock walks out after WrestleMania with that belt on NBC, on Bloomberg, talking about how they made a gajillion dollars it's, at it's WrestleMania. It's, it's it a bit just like makes when, sense. It's a bit like when Trump won the US presidency. People were like, is this even real? <laughs> this one is saying we is have transcended into the attitude there storyline <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so that's obviously huge for I mean for the rock himself. It has all sorts of implications for um like, It's so funny. The Wayne Johnson is dead. It's Dwayne Johnson gone. He's just the rock now. He's just the um, rock now. It has implications for XFL. XFL has been rolled into this deal. That's true. The XFL is making a comeback. They've merged with um I think there was two minor so there's no, they're not the NFL. But there was two smaller also, American. Sorry, sorry. I was watching. I was watching TNA this week. They mentioned WWE on on TNA. That's yeah, never, that has never happened before. So they have um, They have never name dropped WWE before. So they have not a deal with WWE, but they have a streaming deal with Endeavor. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, but but they have never done that before. That's never yeah. a thing they've done. They have made silly little jabs and Hickenbottom. Michael Hickenbottom <laughs> at the Alamo. They've done stuff like that, but they've never actually said the words W or the letters WWE before. And they um, did when Nick Nemeth came out. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that's that was, weird. That was really that, good that's well. very weird. That's um. So come here. Just one one more thing about this. So we talked a lot about the business side, but in terms of creative, so raw. Moving to Netflix, yes, doesn't need like so. One of the main reasons we're always three hours was because they could sell advertising for three hours, and it didn't matter that everyone told them the show was bloated and unwatchable and blah blah blah. They were getting so much money from three hours of advertising. Triple H seems to have more of a hold of you know what's creatively what people want to see. Of course, because do he's you game. think with Raw moving to Netflix, advertising won't be as much of an issue? Will we see it stream down back to streamline down back to two hours? I'm gonna go one better than that. Not only four will, hours. <laughs> not only will they stream it down to two hours, it's not gonna be on Monday night. No? No, they're gonna move it. Monday night raw. If you look at the press release, it says WWE Raw. Doesn't say Monday Night Raw. I don't know. I mean, it's just people associated with Mondays. Do you not think that? I don't know. I, I, I just Smackdown. Been... I can definitely see Smackdown moving and NXT moving days, but Raw, I would think. But I then don't again, know. Maybe they don't want to compete with Monday Night Football. And... That's what it is. It, it's been a torn. Well, dude, think about it. Pay per views used to be on a Sunday. Now they're a Saturday. Yeah. For for the longest time, WWE's main competitor. Again, this is Vince McMahon. He just, you know, did not want to move. But 
it's um football has been a huge problem like obviously in, in ireland like this isn't a thing for us but in in the us you know monday night football that's an institution wwe just could not compete with it the numbers would would drop and it seems that'd, like that would be class fun. if they were like oh if dave Meltzer was tweeting our oh, lads uh raw's probably going to take a hit in the ratings tonight it's leitrim versus carlo in the in the Ireland <laughs> <Berlin> semi-final <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, look, if Netflix gets big enough, I mean, Netflix is huge in Ireland. It's like probably in more homes than than uh, Sky, and that could happen, yeah. maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, so so you think they're going to move around, move around days, mess around? I can definitely see that. I can definitely see it. I mean, it 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 just judging it it gives them a, a something that WWE have never had before: the ability to change. And the willingness to change and the opportunity to change. I suppose there's also less of an imperative to actually watch it live if it's on Netflix and you go, actually, do you know what? I can just stick that on tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's how people are watching it. Like, they, Or you can binge it. I mean, like, what would probably make more sense is we will see some kind of... <sighs> streamlining is the wrong word, but like reformatting of the product. I don't think wrestling the way it's been presented for the past 50 years will work going forward. You know, you don't, less is more. And particularly now when a lot of people were watching wrestling on Twitter and that's just how they were watching wrestling. I think they'll streamline it to such an extent where it's like, you can watch it in runs. You know, you can watch a full month of wrestling in a sitting, you know, and then be ready for the pay-per-view. That's something they'll probably do. I, I think the traditional Three hours of raw. That's that's finished. That that's not a thing that's going to happen ever again. I really don't. Like, dude, we we watched it. We we've gone back and watched the attitude era. Raw. It's, it's you're an so hour, good. and you're yeah. just you're sitting an hour, an hour of twenty minutes, and you're like, I want to watch more. That is perfect bingeable television. That yeah. like, you're sitting there going, Oh man, I really want to watch another episode of it. Compared to when you're watching a three hour raw, and you're like, I need a drink. I need to get out of here. See, see, even those big, those, and like, it would take a lot to get me to watch it now, but see, even those big things, like where they go, oh, punks back on Raw tonight for the first time in 10 years, blah, blah, even that, I couldn't sit through Raw and watch that. I just wait till the next day and watch the clips of it. Like, it's. Well, that's it. I mean, look, it's. A lot of what we have had with wrestling has been holdovers. You know, it's it's needed some kind of change, and it's never been able to change. We've seen it in TNA, in TNA excuse me, and then we saw an AEW where they would change aspects of it, and the aspects would be received quite well. You see NXT where they'd really change it up, and it'd be like, okay, this feels more what it should be like. Lucha Underground was like a big kind of tester as well, when it's like, whoa, okay, I didn't think wrestling could be portrayed this way. Now it's like, okay, they're given an opportunity to move it directly from classic cable television where you know okay so anyone doesn't know in ireland and the uk we get ads every half an hour in the us ads are like every what five minutes it's 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 so incredibly annoying for if you're not used to it it, it's incredibly annoying and it is very yeah i I remember when i was in uh chicago no not chicago i was in detroit a couple of years Mm. ago and i was really looking forward to watching dynamite like live, not even live at the show, just on telly at, at a, a normal reasonable time. time and <laughs> really looking forward to that. And I 
could not. What the ads breaking the whole thing up every seven or eight minutes. It just makes it, particularly for me, who normally watches it on Fight TV app with no ads. Like so, not even like the normal ads we have here every half hour. No ads on Fight TV. My God, it was it was unwatchable. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's it's not it's it's been tied to the way television worked in the US for years. Now it's like, okay, we don't need to do it that way. And it gives them up it gives them a lot more time back. Because I mean, you yeah. t- you remove you remove <laughs> ads, that's a half an hour of the show. Like. <laughs> do you remember when uh, for a while they were trying to work out how to deal with ads? So every match became a two out of three falls match. <laughs> Do you remember that a couple of yeah. years ago? Yeah. So you'd have your first fall and then they would cut to an ad and the second fall would happen during the ad. And then when they came back, it'd be the third fall. So it'd be like you'd been watching one just bizarre. Or even worse, where they would uh, just stop during the ads and come oh, during, back. During COVID. Yeah. They just stop and just hang out and you're like, oh man, you know, it's, oh, I- it's, it, it, I remember it's that got... during COVID. So they would stop for the ads, but like uh, streaming apps like Fight TV, and that obviously Fight TV doesn't have WWE, but whatever the streaming apps that were that have WWE would keep running during the ads. Yeah. But the wrestlers would just stop fighting, <laughs> just stand in the ring looking at each other. It's like when, like when you walk <laughs> away from an NPC in a game and it just starts T posing. <laughs> Again, though, look, this is it's it's the most interesting time really to be a wrestling fan because we're seeing this um, perennial shift. It, it, this is kind of similar to, you know, what you said earlier on, where like wrestling went from being a dingy uh, backwater kind of thing where, you know, there were some really shady characters there where we went through a glamorization with shady characters and a bad infrastructure to now it's like, whoa, OK. It, it's now super modern, super corporate, but like slick in a, in the way it's actually like presenting itself and, and behaving. But then also an infrastructure that like has to adapt. I mean, getting people to sit there for three hours is difficult. Getting people to sit there for 20 minutes is difficult now with, with like the attention spans. It has to change. I mean, you're not going to sit there and watch long form content for that long. So I would be surprised. And look, Call me crazy, call me whatever, but I would not be shocked, Martin, if we get raw one hour on a different day. Yeah. That wouldn't shock me at all. No, well, I do think it'll be two hours, but two you know, hours. but like you say, it could drop it down. Raw when it was two hours wasn't really two hours because when you took out the ads, it was, it an, was hour, an hour, an hour twenty, an hour, yeah. you know, an hour even 30. less, about an hour fifteen. Uh, so it's. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible that this will have, like you say, apart from the business side, that this will have a lot of creative changes to the actual on-screen product. Um, you know, maybe Netflix has, like, uh, it's starting to do those um, interactive movies. Like, maybe you see more audience interaction. Hell, maybe we get the return, the long-awaited return of what we've all wanted of Cyber Sunday. And Taboo Tuesday. Yes. Oh my God, I love it. Netflix Tuesday. Yeah, in in real time. Like, all right, everybody coming up on your screen now is the option. Pick which one do you want. (laughs) 
a street fight, a, <laughs> a no DQ match, or a hardcore match. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, a ladder match, a step ladder match, <laughs> a super or, ladder match, or two single ladders leaned together match. Oh, <laughs> but um, so uh, this is bad because all this happened. But at the same time, TNA returned. Uh, TNA and New Japan put on big, successful pay-per-views in North America. Nick Nemeth came out of nowhere to suddenly, after years of, like, Dolph Ziggler was a byword for irrelevancy. Nick Nemeth suddenly pops up in New Japan. He's attacking the champion. He leaps up in TNA. He's ripping off his... He's, he's attacking the world champion in TNA and ripping off his t-shirt to show a, a, a TNA t-shirt. Nick Nemeth's all over the place now. It's been a mental two weeks. It's been crazy. I mean, like, we're, we're, not, we're still in January and the wrestling landscape has completely changed. TNA is on fire. It's great to see. Uh, I mean, I never thought that I would be sitting here covering TNA in any capacity again with, with any kind of joy in my life uh, in 2024 because... I, you know, I never thought TNA would be back. It it was a, a bygone, a, a bygone age, and it was you know the halcyon days. And you're sitting here going, not only are TNA back, but they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, and they have a like a genuine sense of um, newfound like confidence, uh, optimism, energy. Like it's not just that they've gotten themselves a new set and they've changed their name, and you know the way like. Raw, when it was in the doldrums every couple of years, they'd change the set or they'd say that it's a new season. Didn't get, a new really mean, get, get a new Nickelback team. Yeah, it didn't really mean anything. This like genuinely seems like a company that is black, that is on the up, um, hard to kill, sold out, was excellent. The Snake Eyes tapings, which were used for TV as as basically the next couple of episodes of Impact, uh, were terrific. You had uh, Will Ospreay in in the main event of the last one, putting on a sensational match. Um, like they really do seem like a company that's that's coming back. One thing I noticed during the uh, episode of Impact they had was that they've now got a couple more events, so they're not pay per views. Do you remember we thought Snake Eyes was going to be a pay per view? Yes. And it turned out to be a taping. This seems to be the new thing now. So what they're doing is they're branding them. You know, they've got one that's Bash at the Bayou and, you know, calling them something else. So rather than bringing people into one set place every however long and making them sit through however many hours of tapings, they're moving it around the country now and they're branding it live as kind of like a pay-per-view but then it's filmed and broken up into TV show episodes for broadcast. I think that's genius. It makes way more sense. And we have breaking news as we're about to go off the air on the ra- oh, on no. the radio here. <laughs> Slim Jim has pulled out of the sponsorship with WWE's oh, Royal Rumble. Shut her down. It's over. It's the whole thing's collapsed. <laughs> Quit the podcast. What do we do? become instead will we become a rick and morty podcast instead or we can't they're also cancelled oh for god's sake <laughs> but no and apparently brock lesnar has also been pulled from the rumble so 
Oh, what was he pulled for? Allegedly, that's who they're talking about in the allegations. Oh. Yeah, but that's allegedly, we don't know, but it is the name being thrown around. So he has been pulled from the Rumble as well. Folks, we're going to have to leave it there. We're going to have to leave it there. Just just before we go off the air, very quickly, add a wee scoopsy for you. Go on, go on. It may may not be true, but one of your predictions last week was that we would see at least one person from TNA in the Royal Rumble. Yes. Uh, You know our friends down in Rebel County Wrestling down in Cork? Yes. They were slated this week to have Moose, new TNA champion, um, at a show they're doing. If you're down anywhere near Cork, by the way, uh, get on to Rebel County Wrestling or CW and see where and when their shows are. They're fantastic. Moose had to pull out. They've put a uh, they put a wee uh, sort of apology to the fans up there during the week, saying that uh, unexpectedly Moose, the new crowned TNA champion, would now not be available for the show. Okay, so, I I can see that. I can actually gonna, see that happening. If you're going to put money down on who from TNA might show up at the Rumble, there's a start the new year off with a wee scoop for you. It's a shame it's not Chris Saban, but still. It's also a shame actually. that this is going to go out after it's <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, folks, we're going to, leave, going to have to leave it there. Um, we, we're going to continue on over on the podcast. Go over to nerdthenomedia.com, the wrestlingrewind.com, or the True Penny channel. Uh, on Google Podcasts or on SoundCloud. We'll be back um, next week to talk about what happened at the Rumble and obviously keep you guys up to date with what's going on. But we're going to go over now, continue our conversation, and then also talk very quickly about the Raw Rumble 2001. I've been Dara Connor for Martin Hardy. We'll talk to you after this break or next week if you're checking us out on the radio. you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Alright, if you please... I was a botch, I was a fucking Sin Cara botch. Um, you were watching with some of Sin Cara, weren't you? Yes, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I saw some of that. Oh, the different variations and the... And the, the I, I was actually really impressed when he would jump into the ring until I found out that there's a wee, uh, there's a wee trampoline there. And that they always record with voice. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here we go. All right, folks, welcome back to the Wrestling Rewind here on TheWrestlingRewind.com, the True Penny channel, and, of course, NerdToKnowMedia.com. My name is Daryl Connor, joined with Martin Herty. And, uh, Martin, I think you might be right. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Rumble. Going to put you on the spot, though. Who do you think is winning? Is it Cody or is it Punk? Right. Before I get into that, I just... So, before we went in the air there just as we finished the radio show and as we started into the podcast, we had some breaking news about Brock Lesnar. And ever since you said it, I've had a terrible image in my mind that I can't get out of it. 
So we're off the radio so we can use a wee bit more choice language. One of the issues in the Vince McMahon allegations uh, referred to defecation on a person. And if Brock Lesnar is, again, allegedly, possibly one of the people involved in that, that's a giant of a man. Can you imagine the load he would dump on you? So, just so, enormous. So, so to clear this up, what they're saying, he uh, Brock Lesnar. Or, look, okay. So in, in the report, in the allegations, it's named that there's a former UFC fighter, unnamed UFC fighter, who they were trying to re-sign to a big deal at the time, right? So they believe that's Brock Lesnar. Tank Abbott. It, it's either Brock Lesnar or um, Matt Riddle. Could be Punk. <laughs> Could be Punk. Um, so it's either Brock Lesnar or, or Riddle, right, in 2001. That's apparently when they were they were bringing this out. Now, what I find more funny is, not funny, like, not funny haha, more like funny what the fuck, right, is that, like, apparently Vince would dress up as his talent and would name sex toys after them. That's also in the report. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> the vision I have is that he you know would would come in and into Brock Lesnar's music. Here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. And we shouldn't laugh, but it's so bizarre and weird that like I can see this on WWE television. Like that's the problem. It's like I can see him doing this on the TV. It's just the so, the references to defecation made me think of the stories of uh, Andre the Giant just remember how um, like when he was touring he'd be staying in hotels and he was so huge that he couldn't use the toilet like he <laughs> had to go in the bath oh my god <laughs> I was just thinking Brock Lesnar's a big guy you know but anyway sorry not to put anyone off to her no but the, the, apparently suffer. I don't think it was Brock that was doing that apparently the images that were made were shared with him oh yeah yeah and I wasn't alleging that it was but i was just saying that that's the image i got in my mind oh man no there's so many images when you're reading through and you're just like what the actual fuck is this you know it's a real horror show it really is it's 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 horrific i know you know it might sound like we're making light of it and we're not but it's just so bizarre i don't really know how to process it you know what i mean anyway the uh the rumble yes uh well We'll talk about the Rumble first because, as we all know, the real show, the main event this Saturday, is FDR versus House of Black in a steel cage. On it's the not, show. though. It's it, not. I, buddy, buddy. Not, not even joking. I will be watching that first. Okay. And then I'll watch the Rumble afterwards. No, that's fair. That's I fair. cannot wait for that. The main event of, of this this week is CM Punk. <laughs> so, <laughs> is, the, is that your pick for the win? I don't know. I mean, look, I I think the only... Well, look, there's two things that have kind of, like, changed this a little bit, maybe. Obviously, what just happened with Vince McMahon and the fallout with that with Brock Lesnar is one. So and, the other is, and the other is um, Seth Rollins is injured. So, oh, yeah. compared to but how... He's champion anyway, so... Yeah, but compared to how injured he is... That might throw up certain oh, things. Yeah, who? Yeah, challenges yeah, who, him. who challenges him? Yeah, or or who? Like, just say he does lose the belt. Who gets the belt, and then who's the challenger? So, I mean, 
there are two things that could alter who's winning. But there's also the case that for the first time in a long time, like maybe 20 years, like literally maybe since 2001, which is funny, which is why I picked the 2001 Rumble to talk about. Everyone in the Rumble has an equal claim to it, has an equal reason to actually want to win it. There's no one, like the big names in the Rumble could all win it and it would be like, yeah, that's a WrestleMania main event. It's not like, you know, Funaki's coming out and winning the Rumble. You know, it, it's, you know, you have Drew Drew Galloway or Drew, yeah, Drew Galloway, is that him? Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Drew Galloway was his TNA name, sorry. Um, Drew McIntyre has a claim to it. Cody has a claim to it. Punk has a claim to it. Um, you can have Roman Reigns coming out if he really wants to. Brock Lesnar had a claim to it. Gunter has a claim to it. Well, so, so you asked me my pick, right? This is assuming that Rock versus Reigns is is the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I'd say. Um, which, again, we don't know his reference to head of the table. Was that to do with this TKO deal or whatever? But let's assume the main event of WrestleMania is Rock versus Reigns. That means it can't really be Cody who wins because... Him going for Seth's toy title isn't finishing the story. I don't think it's Punk who wins because I think they're trying to, like, he's a legend and, and all that, but he has been there since November and has not had a single match. And I don't think you risk the main event uh, on someone who's untested, not untested, but like hasn't wrestled on TV yet and who is prone to injury. If I was genuinely going to put money on a winner, I think it's Gunther. I think Triple H likes him. He's always wanted to push him. McMahon is always against it. He's done incredible work with the IC title. Like it's literally, it's more prestigious than it's been since, you know, the days of, uh, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect. Um, actually, the 2001 Royal Rumble we're about to review uh, when it was Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho going for it. It was pretty good back then as well. I think uh, the winner is Gunther and he goes to take on Seth. I don't think so. No? I mean, it's a, it's a good Go show. For it. It's a good show. I do. What could happen is Gunther could beat Seth at Elimination Chamber or just before it and then lose the belt in some way or the title gets taken away completely. It's a good show. It could happen. I don't see it yet. I see, Yeah, I just I think see, it's a wee bit outside the box because I, I think, you know, Triple H will be expecting that everyone's saying, oh, it's either Cody or Punk. I think this is a wee bit of a... Not to get all Russo. <laughs> it's a wee bit of a swerve. Yeah, I, I mean, it It would definitely be a shock, right? I think the problem here is if you were to swerve people without Cody or Punk, you're going to get a repeat of 2015 where they boo the shit out of everyone who isn't Cody or Punk. Yeah, well then, I mean, if it's not Gunther, I think it has to be Punk. Punk makes the most sense, and... Look, all I can see is just like The Rock's probably going to win at Mania 
Punk headlines night one, right? And whatever night one is, that makes sense. I don't even think Punk will win the belt. I don't think that matters. I think what does matter is he gets to the main event of night one. That's all he wants to do. That's probably why he came back. That's probably in the contract, right? Cody finishing the story. <laughs> one, I hate that term. I mean, I, it makes me want to, like, it visibly upsets me when someone says finish the story. I hate it so much. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, finishing a story doesn't even make sense. It's like, are you retiring? Is that what's happening? You you condescending prick. Um, I just can't. I hate it so much. If you're a Cody fan, great. I mean, look, assholes are, are like opinions. Everyone has one, and yours is wrong. Well, um, the, you're still in for the Holy Grail. Like, if there's still a slim possibility that he comes out as Cody, gets thrown out, and then comes back out as Dash and Cody, gets thrown out, and then comes back out as Stardust. And then you would actually be happy. I would buy every bit of Stardust merch possible. <laughs> the full the full suit, the full gear. I'd buy everything. <laughs> wear it you know, to work. <laughs> wear it to Mania. <laughs> but, um, oh my God, could you get a Stardust suit and wear it to Mania? <laughs> Did you know, actually, that in the official bylaws of the Royal Rumble, that's a legal thing. You can actually do that. You can, like, it's actually by character. So if you get thrown out, you can just be a different character and come back in. Is this like when a, a wrestler takes off his shirt and he's got a referee shirt underneath it and suddenly he's allowed to count? I think so. But no, this is like an official thing. You can actually do it because it's happened more than once. Well, the... Oh, the reason that it made me think of that was that there was an advertisement during the week I saw online for the uh, new WWE game DLC and one of the DLCs is the Cody package and who's there behind them there's Cody but then behind him there's Stardust so he's the, Look, they've rendered him for the for Yeah the he's, game. he's there he's, he's in the special edition but I don't know I mean I just don't buy Cody as anything other than a mid-carder. And Punk's, Punk's segment with him this week where he's like, oh, you're a bona fide main eventer. I'm like, oh, he's not, though. I mean, he's, he's not, though. He, you know, I, I just, I can't, when your main thing is, like, there's a great clip from SmackDown versus Raw 2007 where it's like, I'm Cody Rhodes and uh, Dusty Rhodes is my father. That's not a character. <laughs> That's, but that's been his character since 2007. And it's like... Man, people were online talking about that Punk uh, Cody promo on Raw. Like, it was the promo of the decade. Like, it was this earth-shattering thing. And I went online to watch the clip of it. And it was PG Punk doing his tepid talk. Still... <laughs> And Cody telling everyone, do you know who my dad is? Yeah. For the second year in a row. Like, and, and again, I really, because I have huge nostalgia for the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is what got me into wrestling. I found me cousin's um, VHS tape of the 1990 Royal Rumble. And I put it on and the Ultimate Warrior came on screen shouting absolute gibberish. And I sat there as a six-year-old going, oh yeah, this is this is for me. This is... This is my thing for life now. <laughs> so I, I have huge affection for the Royal Rumble. I will watch the Royal Rumble after Collision. Um, 
I'm, you know, I, I think it's one of the greatest gimmicks ever. So I don't want to sound like I'm pissing on people's chips here or just trying to, you know, be a dickhead about it. But I did not see what people were talking about in that promo. Like, am I, I, I missing no, it? I will, or did, no, no. Like, I mean, the problem is it's Cody Rhodes, right? So, I mean, I I hate him so much that I I physically do not enjoy seeing him on a television. I like I yeah, will leave. Dara, I get when, the impression that if a comet was heading for the planet about an extinction level event and Cody Rhodes jumped in the Cody rocket and <laughs> flew it into the side of the comet, sacrificed himself and diverted the comet away and saved the literal planet. 6.999 billion people would be cheering and you'd be stood there going, what a prick. <laughs> I would be, because the last thing you'd say is like, oh, me da. <laughs> Cody, be like, like a Dr. Strangelove, he'd be riding the rockets towards I'm, My dad is Dustin Rhodes. Shouting that, I'm not going to do it for Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. Oh man, my brother's Dustin Rhodes and my dad was Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh. I've finally become Stardust. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. He wouldn't even have to do that. All he has to do is just be Stardust again and accept that he's a mid-carder and get over it. And you That's l- it. love him. And I love him. I'll, I'll buy all the merch. But like, this is phenomenal. Just, you know, don't get above your station. You know what it is. In Ireland, we have a thing called notions, and Cody Rhodes is the most notiony person I've ever met. He and I like Cody, but he mad notions. Oh man! I mean, even in AEW, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna book myself in where I can't win the world title. Nothing will ever go wrong with that." It's like, right. well, what annoyed listen me to what you said. <laughs> what annoyed me with that was he was perfectly situated for the best heel turn in twenty or thirty years. Oh yeah, people he, were booing him as as he was coming out, like. And then he wouldn't do it. No. And all he had to do was turn heel because people were booing him anyway. Turn heel and then, as a heel, break his promise and go for the world title anyway and win it. Nuclear heat. He would have been a massive star, uh, and he just, for whatever reason, he didn't want to be a bad guy. He would have and, been a massive star, dust. <laughs> but I just, I don't get his thinking sometimes like i've heard stories that he's talking about retiring by the time he's 45 and going into politics can you so, imagine that my dad so, was dustin dusty Rhodes. okay why are you running for, for senator <laughs> yeah i see you running for senator my dad was dusty Rhodes. okay there was, there was <laughs> it's, it's, it's a work here cody there's a, a fella in my constituency called justin mcnulty and uh <laughs> He uh, is a politician, but he was on the Armagh team that won the 2001 uh, All-Ireland. And he runs off that? He literally canvases, walks around houses canvassing with a football. Carries the football around with him. Talks about how he was in the Armagh team. And people are like, yeah, that's that's great when Armagh won the the All-Ireland one time 20 years ago. Do you mind fixing me? You know what it is? It's no Al Bundy (laughs) from Married with Children. Oh, he's talking about being scoring that touchdown in high school. <laughs> in high school, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, people are like, that's that's brilliant. Yes, I do. I was uh, a young fellow when, when Arma won the All-Ireland one time. Um, <laughs> I can't get a house. Can you fucking yes, sort that out? <laughs> oh, man. Cody Shaw's got my dad's dusty roads. Okay, okay. I need you to fix the wa- the lead in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll shake, rattle, and roll that lead. <laughs> or you could just you know pass some legislation. Oh, uh, God. But anyway, that's that now. That's just what I heard as to why he's so reluctant to to turn. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that too. But, but again, see, like I'm... what happened in AEW, that will happen in WWE because this smiling white meat babyface thing, it only goes on for so long before it really, really grates on people. Yeah, it does. I mean, the thing about it is, it's like the best work that Cody ever did, other than Stardust, was dashing or damaged Cody Rhodes. That was unreal. I remember being in SmackDown and the biggest chant of the night was, that's not dashing. <laughs> but even like, uh, I, I can't say this from experience because I haven't seen that particular period in New Japan, but apparently as he leader of the Bullet Club, he was fantastic. You know, I he's, think, got, I, I think he's, he's got a real kind of smug, hateable face. He like, does. That's the, that's the problem. I really want to punch him in the face. That's like It's like the new guy from... Um, What's it? The new Star Jedi Fallen Order, another Star Wars game. Yeah, I really want to punch that guy in the face. Like, <laughs> like it's 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 unhealthy how much I want to hit that guy, and I don't know him at all. I just that face you just want to hit, and Cody's the same. It's like he, he just won't turn heel for whatever reason. I just don't get. It. I mean, even John Cena, and I didn't like John Cena at the time. I still don't. I mean, as an actor, he's quite good, but yeah, I, I, I was never a big fan. I actually, of him, but... really like him as an. I prefer him. As an actor, and yeah, me too. As a person, like in interviews and stuff, he seems like a really cool guy. I just, yeah, hate him as a wrestler. Yeah, like, and but even then, you never wanted to actually punch John Cena in the face. But no. Cody, you're just like, even though it was a goofball, like, you, yeah, it, you it, sensed it, that he could hit you back really. Oh hard. yeah, he'd, he'd he'd absolutely kill you. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like legit. But Cody, Cody was just bored to death with a lecture about why you shouldn't hit people and why his dad is Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> how he solved racism <laughs> oh god remember remember that that was something else um yeah look i don't know i i just i i don't see i don't see dustin uh not dustin see see <laughs> i don't see cody um doing it this year he might do it next year but you have to, you have to put a virgil tenor on it who's gonna win oh punk it, it, yeah, it's hard. Like I, I still and Punk's never won it. That's the thing. He's never won it. it yeah, makes, that could be part of his. Yeah, look, that deal he he that deal he negotiated. I mean, Cody's deal again. We all know what was in the main event of WrestleMania, comma, comma. win the world title. <laughs> you know, I, you know. I I think maybe Punk had the same thing where he's like, okay, I'll I'll I I will agree to this morality clause, but I'm getting my main event WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't win the Royal Rumble. I'm coming in at number one. Here's the thing. Uh, A good point that was brought up. Number one, they always make a big deal out of. But technically, number two is the exact same draw. Actually, not even the exact same. Number one has a slight advantage because they are already in the ring. And number two has to climb into the ring. So our sort of prone to maybe a kind of a preemptive Yeah, that's attack. a fair point. That's a fair point. So, so number two is, is actually 
slightly even harder yeah 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 but no one ever mentions that and i'm just like that's a very good point it was like oh number one it's a big slot it's like number two is the exact same thing (laughs) they show up at the same time it's Um, it's mad because it just sounds better like oh i came in at number one and one like do you remember the year Rey mysterio won it oh i do yeah he came in at number two and you're like it's a it's a gimmick why didn't you just put him in at number one? Sure, Vince was number one. <laughs> it's Vince the same thing. Sure, Vince was, was number one. What, that year? Yeah, I think Vince was no- Austin or Vince were number one. They were one and two to start it, yeah, at 1999. Oh, in 1999, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I just thought it was always hilarious when Rey Mysterio won from number two. And I'm like, it's a fix. Why didn't you just put him in at number one? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this will really screw them. Yeah, <laughs> this really mess with them. Uh, <laughs> oh man, how how? Here's the thing: how much of past rumbles were booked just to mess with people? It, it you know what? It because it's such a big match. There is like opportunity in there if there's someone you don't like to screw with them. Like hell, look at this Royal Rumble we're about to do, 2001. Yeah. Uh, at the 2000 Royal Rumble. Taz came out, fought for the world title, and looked like a killer. Like I was actually sorry, I was actually watching a clip from 1999 to December. A random match with the British Bulldog for some reason, and uh, they were building up the the debut of Taz, and the whole arena went and it was purple, it oh. was like orange and everything. Yeah, so they made a big Mad. deal out of Taz. Yeah, yeah, and he came out at the 2000 Royal Rumble, and you were like, oh my god, he's actually going to beat Kurt Angle in his debut and win the world title. Like, made him look like a killer. 2001 Royal Rumble, his music hits, he runs out, Kane does nearly the bushwhacker spot, you know, where he gets in the ring and just gets thrown out the other side, Taz slides into the ring, Kane throws him out the other side, and that's it, like, talk about, like, jobbing a guy who a year ago at this same pay-per-view was, you know, huge, like a huge threat. It was the quickest elimination, the second... The second uh, worst was the Good Father, and the third, the third worst was. Do you want to guess? Uh, Seamus. It tied with Grandmaster Sexy and uh, Scotty Tuati. Ah, oh, was it not one where Seamus slid in and was clotheslined down straight rumble. away? In this rumble. Oh, in this rumble. Yeah, okay. in this rumble. Yeah. Right. Right. You're probably yeah. right. Actually, the, the Seamus one sounds. Oh, sorry. I thought brilliant. you meant that. Yeah, like ever. No, no, no. Uh, we should actually, we probably should have prepared that. But yeah, I mean, when you go from uh, when you go too, from being we're too a busy deal, reading the Vince McMahon allegations from between our fingers, <laughs> uh, you know, Taz did worse than Drew Carey. Yeah, yeah. At least Drew Carey, he got about uh, he got a couple of minutes. Yeah, about three minutes. Here's an interesting fact about the Rumble as well. Technically, Drew Carey won this Raw Rumble. Because you're not actually allowed to eliminate yourself. It changes year to year, but oh. apparently it's a flexible rule. Now, I know some people are screaming, going, but such and such has eliminated himself. Yeah, but yeah, that's not uh, always a rule. Do you remember, <laughs> who was it in the 90s that got a big name from Japan in, and he didn't want to be eliminated? <laughs> so he was in the Rumble, but basically what he does is he beats up a load of people in the rumble and he throws out a couple of people and then he just jumps over the top rope himself. 
I think Nash did it one year as well, but I can't remember exactly it. But the thing about it is, it's not. It actually isn't a uh, a rule. You're not actually allowed to eliminate yourself. But sure, then again, there's some years where um, somebody who has been eliminated, or somebody who isn't even in the rumble, will pull somebody else out over the top rope, and then they'll be considered eliminated. Yeah. But then some years, because it happened Shawn Michaels and it didn't count, so some years they're not considered eliminated. It, it's, a, it's a floating rule that sometimes makes sense, sometimes doesn't. But God damn it, fix your rules, fake sport. <laughs> but, oh, funny thing as well. So do you know who got rid of the rating system in, in AW? Uh, yep, I heard this as well. Uh, good old just, Walter. Just another reason that the Phil Brooks cancer had to be caught out and cauterized. Oh. I'm delighted oh. to see they're coming back. I actually love the rankings. But how much of a how much of a money mark was this TK? <laughs> to listen to Punk's nonsense. But it just and take it, away the one thing that people liked more than just, anything. It just goes to show that like uh even with all that, Punk couldn't be kept happy. So <laughs> we couldn't they gave I him a show. I don't see him fulfilling his his wwe guy honest to god I no man look I did, the, the difference countdown i think no. it's countdown to meltdown maybe but the difference is this morality clause i mean punk will lose everything it's not like he's gonna walk away and go off and and, and write some terrible to sing comics but he's he will be ruined so he will so be ruined petty. he's so petty that he will Lose everything. He will lose then. everything. He will and be destitute. He's wrong, or <laughs> he will be living under under a bridge <laughs> in Chicago. Um, oh, here, what do you think of uh, uh, for the women's rumble? AJ Lee maybe doing a spot. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see that. No, uh, you know what? They'll probably have AJ come out, massive pop, and they'll probably get um, I uh, Gail Kim probably. Oh yeah, yeah they probably get, get Gail Kimmer or Mickey James because like that would be pretty pretty sick to see a I, Gail Kimmer. I could see Mickey James, um, just because she was so popular in WWE and because and also, uh, when she really showed hates, up before and Gail Kim really hates WWE too. But oh, does she? Yeah, but but I can I can see one of those show up because or or actually sorry sorry Trinity. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, um, she everyone was kind of pretty sure that she was uh, leaving TNA, and now it's not. They're not quite so sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she probably will leave eventually. Like she's WWE do want her, but I think she has to fill out some dates first. I think she's in a, a Will Osprey position where she has some dates to finish off before she goes. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I do think we'll probably get a TNA lady show up but um yeah. yeah AJ Lee that would be pretty class because I know her and Punk were actually training together so that's pretty cool yeah no no it would mix it out like I don't see her coming back full time oh uh, no no she is definitely, proper yeah definitely you could do a you know like you, you come into the like the the great thing about the Royal Rumble is that it's really all about the the countdown and the pop that's it. So she yeah. could come in and she wouldn't actually have to do much, you know. You kind of do like that thing in the corner where you're trying to throw someone out, blah, blah, blah. And then she could get quietly and safely dumped out. 
you know, yeah. and people be like, oh, there goes AJ, but God, wasn't it great when she came out? Yeah, exactly. Everyone would be like, oh, wasn't it great that AJ? Like, it'll be one of the, like, when that happens, when it happens, because it's not an if, it's a when. When that happens, it will be one of the highlights of the show. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you. She doesn't have to go on and win the bloody thing. No, and there's no point. I mean, it's going to be uh, probably Becky Lynch that wins. No, not Becky Lynch. It won't be be Bailey. I didn't even think. Yeah, big misogynistic heads on us. Didn't even. uh, Do you know what that is? That's because Punk is going to win. Punk's the story. Yeah, well, also because we've been watching since, well, I've been watching since 1990, and they've only had a Women's Royal Rumble for the past five years, is it? Yeah, well, let's put this into, let's, let's, let's put this into perspective. In 2001, the only two women on the show were Stephanie, Ivory. There were Sorry, there were four women on the show. Ivory, Stephanie, China, and Trish Stratus. That was it. And Trish Stratus was hardly <laughs> a beacon of feminism. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. Like, And, and two, two of those women were managers. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what do you think? You're... Bailey for the women's yeah. rumble. Yeah, I'd say it's Bailey. Yeah, yeah like I say, I, see, it's hard for me because I don't really watch the weekly WWE. But I mean, it seems to me the only ones that make sense would be, yeah, either Becky Lynch or Bailey. Uh, yeah, I they, think like, they need a, they need a good main event this year. They yeah, really do. yeah. I think a lot of people are huffing the copium, um, saying that. Uh, Sasha Banks no. Mercedes money no no no, no no she she I know she's trolling everybody and having a good time with it which, I mean <laughs> why not but you know what I mean I don't want to see her back in WWE she, she's she's the, the the WWE version of what Punk was in AEW do you know what see when we uh, uh, covered the Battle in the Valley New Japan mm. show yeah great show by the way uh, it was although, yeah actually it was really good um, although two things I'd say about both the TNA show and the uh, uh, New Japan show were they need to take a leaf out of each other's or take a page out of each other's book mm. because the TNA show great wrestling but was produced magnificently like looked like a genuinely big deal mm. New Japan show I think had the superior wrestling, had the better matches, but looked like an indie being run out of like a, a school gymnasium. That's because like, it was. Absolutely no. <laughs> That's because it was. <laughs> well, like it was, it was like it was a brilliant show, and it's like New Japan. They're they're doing like their crossover to AEW has done them a lot of favors because they're. Oh yeah, man, I know. Windy but, City but, Riot. No, I know, but no, I know, but but this is. That's the way all New Japan shows look. Yeah, even Wrestle Kingdom, they do the massive screen, yeah. but nothing else. No, it's like, like yeah, it, it looks like it's in the gym because it usually is when it comes to America. Like, they don't do anything. No. Like, they hung up a, a New Japan banner. Like, they don't do anything with sound. or So, I thought they could have taken a page out of each other's books, but overall, two, uh, two great shows. Um but I started that with some point about the Royal Rumble and now I can't remember. So. Well, look, um, I, I don't think Bianca Belair is winning uh, as much as some people might want to. She, I, I just don't, I, I don't think she has the star power for another WrestleMania main event. Becky uh, could be her year. Um, 
Bailey makes the most sense out of all of them because Bailey has been kind of just waiting. Um, there's only been like six women announced. Nia Jax, lol. Um, <laughs> you know, so Becky's won it before, hasn't she? She has won it before. That's why I'm. St- I, I and I'm thinking heel Bailey is what they're really leaning into. So that just makes sense. I mean. I don't know. It's up. It's still quite early. I'm shocked that more women haven't been announced. But even the men's rumble, only eleven spots have been announced. Yeah, but so, I mean, so one thing with the rumble is they like to keep a certain amount of surprises. You know, there's usually, like we say this year, you're probably looking at a couple of veterans like coming back, like uh, guys who aren't like coming back properly, but for a spot in the rumble, yeah. you're probably looking at a couple of TNA guys. You, or at least one anyway. You're probably couple, looking at a couple of NXT guys. I really, really hope Alex Shelley's there or Chris Saban's there. That would be awesome. That would be like the best thing ever. But I don't think it's going to happen. But I, d- you know, I, I just think because a WWE audience won't know who they are. Whereas even they should, if they're not... They, sh- they should though. Yeah, but even if they're not familiar with Moose, Moose can come out with, with the, the world title. Yeah, mm. with the belt. Because Mickey yeah. James... When she came out a couple of years ago, she came out with the um, TNA belt. So see the fact the fact that WWE uh, sorry that that um, TNA have actually said WWE, and now with your scoop earlier on, it does make sense that they will do something. You know, it's just like oh, that's so cool. You know, just for the moment of it. Um, well, I hope that turns out to be right because then I can rest in my laurels for the rest of the year. <laughs> remember when I called Moose that's my that's my journalistic work done oh there you go I mean look it, do, it's... do you remember a couple of years ago when I called uh, Christian beating Kenny Omega yeah for the TNA and then I was yes. like bang got that one right and have predicted nothing ever since <laughs> <laughs> well look I mean the thing about it is again the rumble is tomorrow uh, Smackdown is tonight so we don't really know what was announced but um, it it I, I think this is going to be one of one of the most unpredictable rumbles in some time. And here's another thing as well, right? Just to, to throw this in, into some kind of disarray. Damien Priest has to cash in relatively soon, right? Um, he hasn't yet. Oh, man. When, when do you have to... So well, you, he have, w- you have until the next money in the bank, do you? Yeah, yeah. So he, has, he hasn't cashed in yet. Has failed cash-ins don't count. So, let me see. They can do something with that as well. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, Money in the Bank 2024. Because I think they released their um, their lineup for pay-per-views for the year. Mm. Yeah, Money in the Bank 2024 is July. So I suppose he still has a wee bit of time. But actually, yeah, because if, if one of the titles goes to someone new, they're probably not going to take it off them you know in like a exactly. short amount of time yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're, they're not going to hot shot it but if this Seth Rollins thing is as bad as it could be uh, it's an it's an MCL rather than an ACL because if it was an ACL that's yeah that's that's six months that's six to eight months um, so we'll just kind of see you know um, but really quick in the time we have left um, with with 2001 Royal Rumble this, the event itself is quite Dull. I mean, it it has probably the best ladder match ever, and then it has the rumble, and everything Brilliant. else is very yeah. very. 
poor. What what did you think going into or after you finished watching it? Um, yeah, I I, I didn't think it was poor. Uh, it was definitely mixed. Um, I thought so. The opening match was uh, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. I thought it was awesome how over the tag titles and the tag division was at that time. Like it really seemed like a big deal, um, which was nice to see. Um, Jericho and Benoit for the Intercontinental title, an incredible ladder match. I'm so tired of ladder matches being these multi-man, you know, huge spot fests with 20 ladders and 10 lads like flying all over the place. I want it like, I'm kind of tired of that, but I'm not tired of ladder matches. I want to see more one-on-one ladder matches where the ladder is used, like a single ladder is used really um, effectively and really cleverly with loads of innovative spots. Even some of the stuff that was slightly goofy in this was still cool enough that you overlooked the goofiness. Like the, like the uh, walls of Jericho. The walls of Jericho across the ladder. Like that was so contrived, but once it was locked in, it looked so amazing that you kind of forgave it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, like the thing about it is, uh, yeah, it, it made no sense. It was silly, but did it look cool? Yes. Yeah. And that was the important part. But the thing about it is, you know what makes even less sense? As you said, with the contrived stuff where you have someone literally outside setting up 15 tables for 10 minutes. And you're like, why? Yeah, yeah. You, you, can, you, just go, you can go up and, and win now. Go. <laughs> And they're like, no, I need to set up all these tables for no reason. Oh, wait, you went through all of them. No, I thought, I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was an incredible match. Oh, my God. The chair shot uh, Benoit takes as he's doing a suicide dive out of the oh, ring. Amazing. Jericho cracks him with a chair. Top five, maybe top three chair shots ever. Like, yeah. it's incredible. Um. It's no wonder Benoit's brain was mush when they cut yeah. open at the autopsy. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, this, uh, this the David what he did from the ladder was terrifying. You know what I did really, really like uh, talking about the rumble itself, and I might be alone on this, but I don't think I am. The fact that it, it randomly became a hardcore smas in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean. So I was in two minds about that. Um, it, it's because it happened in 2003 with Tommy Dreamer. He came out and did the same thing. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. I actually, I liked that it happened. Uh, but what I kind of took issue with was that this Royal Rumble felt very segmented. So Matt and Jeff Hardy were number one and two. And then instead of waiting for number three to come in, and throwing them out and basically winning the Royal Rumble by doing that, the two idiots started fighting each other. Um, uh, but they fought for the first couple of matches, first couple of um, entrants, and then they were eliminated, and that was their segment. And yeah. then it became the hardcore segment. So that went on for a couple of entrants, and then Kane cleared all them out, and then it became the we got into the. Uh, rock segment mm. and then it ended with you know we had we got down to the last couple with the big names 
Um, I'll tell you what, even though it wasn't a particularly great rumble, one of the best rumble moments ever when uh, everyone else is thrown out and Kane is laying unconscious in the corner and The Rock and Austin lock eyes from across the ring. That was... I got shivers 20 years later watching that. You know what's crazy, though? Like, the actual main event... So this is obviously setting up for WrestleMania X7, which... We've never covered on the show. We will eventually because it's literally the best of all time. Um, I know some people probably disagree, but in my opinion, it is. It's it's just unbelievable. And, and I have been saving it for like years to cover because I know Dave has never seen it, which is wild. What? Um, yeah, he's never seen it. Yeah, He's also never seen Royal Rumble 2000. Oh, my God. I, know, I, like, right? I knew we were waiting to cover them for something special, but I didn't know it was because... Dave had never seen Yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why. Um, but the thing about it is, it's like the main event of that show is in the Rumble, is in this Rumble. Yes. And it's that's never really happened before. No, or really, since, which is crazy. It was really cool foreshadowing. I tell you, one of the big, dis- not disappointments, but I kind of took issue with the world title match. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very good. Triple H versus Kurt Angle. I mean, that's on paper, that's a great match. This is Kurt Angle, like, on fire. I wouldn't say at his peak, because his peak came maybe a wee bit later, but this is him maybe at his peak. His peak came in TNA. Physical, physical his ability. Peak came, his peak came in TNA. Yeah. yeah I'd actually, I, would, I think there's a fair case to be made for that, but I think this was him at his peak physical ability, because he is... So snappy, so quick, so fluid. He's incredible to watch in the ring. Um, because he's still he's only a couple of years into wrestling at this stage. Two, uh, two years, yeah. Uh, and I was kind of watching him go, oh my! And he was doing like just simple moves, like a fireman's carry, hip toss. But he had that Bret Hart thing where he was doing them so quickly and so crisply. Like I was kind of more fascinated watching them than a huge spot. But then the whole thing descends into McMahon drama. The camera comes off the ring for what feels like about 20 minutes while Stephanie and Trish have a fight and then Vince comes out and then takes them backstage. And and even through the, the pay-per-view, the whole build is Triple H. Like There's little or no reference to Angle, who is the champion. And it just, I don't know, it kind of felt like his uh, his championship was kind of a foregone conclusion at that stage because he wasn't even the main focus in the world title match. He was yeah. like like he was like the third the third focus. Like Triple H was ahead of him and then the whole McMahon drama was ahead of him. Well, you know, the McMahon drama was ahead of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, it makes a bit more sense when you go to WrestleMania and see what kind of happened. Um, and yeah. the next, the next pay-per-view, No Way Out really does kind of like fix it. Um, and the road to WrestleMania. And Angle loses the title at No Way Out. So. He does. And he ends up having a phenomenal match with Benoit at Mania, but it's the biggest crime actually of this. You call it a good point. They, they kind of, while they were foreshadowing their main event, everything else kind of slotted into place and you kind of had a weird like the the WrestleMania X7 card is very weird, right? In in some ways. 
And the, the weirdest part of it for me was not only Raven being in a match with Big Show and Kane, but it turns out to be one probably one of the best hardcore matches of all time. Uh, despite that, right? Yeah. Is that the fact that the Undertaker and Triple H just have a match? The match is not really set up or anything, and oh, it yeah, happens, right? And it actually it's such a weird match because in history, Triple H would go against the Undertaker another two times, and they never refer to WrestleMania 17. Bizarre, yeah. The like you say, the biggest mania of all time, and they don't. Um, and and the reason why is because when you go back and watch that show, or particularly the build to it, it just kind of happens. There's no like I, there is a reason for it. Basically, uh, from memory because it's been a while. Triple H hurts or injures Kane and then injures and then damages the bike, um, and then Kane holds Stephanie up, and William Regal gives him the match, and that's kind of how. But it's literally like the SmackDown before. Yeah. It's like okay, that's a bit weird, you know. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of the bike, <laughs> one of the things I thought was hilarious. In this rumble was when the Undertaker gets eliminated. It's off screen, so you don't see it. But he is American badass Undertaker, so he drives down to the ring on his bike, and then he gets eliminated later on. And you're watching the Royal Rumble. You know they're they're wrestling away after the Undertaker's been eliminated, and it's been a minute later you just hear run from the engine. So, like he obviously drove back up the ramp. You think like the stage hands would like move the bike? Just come down and get the bike out of the way or something. He's like, no, I need <laughs> to ride to... it out. He's oh god, you know, twenty-seven minutes in the rumble. I'm exhausted. I'm not walking up this ramp. <laughs> some weird, um, some weird moments in this where like, or not moments, but like choices. Uh, Bull Buchanan was a weird choice. Uh, Perry Saturn it was great to see him. Weird though. Yes. Honky Tonk Man. I didn't really know who that was at the time. Uh, that was weird. And, yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, there was a good reference to uh, Andy Kaufman on commentary where uh, King was like, oh, stop talking about the 50s. Nobody knows what that is. Uh, and then he talks about in the 70s, I beat up Andy Kaufman. It's like, that's, that's, that's wild. I, I just watched uh, Man on the Moon recently. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he talks about it like once or twice. Uh, King is on fire actually during this commentary during this uh, this commentary run two thousand and one. Just before he gets he gets yeah, uh, sacked, he, he manages to be funny without being like uh, overtly lecherous. Although there's a great moment when um, uh, Terry is coming down to the ring. Who's she accompanying? Uh, oh, Perry oh, Sutton probably. She, she, no. Oh yeah, yeah. She's accompanying. Perry Satin. Uh, so Terry's walking down to the ring and uh, she's wearing a very low cut top. And mm. King says, uh, Oh, look at what Terry isn't wearing. Um, and then he goes, God, you know, it's, it's cold in here. I thought, I thought it was a little bit nipply. <laughs> so I don't know if he meant to say nippy or if he thought, you know what, that joke is too subtle. If I say nippy, people won't know that I'm referring to her nipples. So he says, nipply. <laughs> oh, it's cold. It's, it's a little bit nipply. In here. <laughs> Here's one for you. Haku shows up at 29, right? Oh, so Haku, like a week before, was working for WCW. 
and he was the last WCW hardcore champion. He just walked out with the belt and then they retired the belt. <laughs> the, the whole division, they shut the whole division down, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, I'm leaving. <laughs> and apparently it's because nobody like nobody wanted to actually try to beat Opaku because he'd kill you. So they're like, okay, I guess you're I guess you're leaving with the belt then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently he I can't remember who it was, but uh apparently he just gave the belt to someone he knows to give back to them. <laughs> you know, he's like he didn't leave the belt or he didn't send it back or whatever, he just knew someone who uh, I don't know, maybe the work backstage WWE or something. He was like, here's the belt if they want it. <laughs> if they want it back. Um, you talked about strange choices. And there was a couple of choices were made earlier in the show that definitely wouldn't fly today. So the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian match, the whole story around that is that the Dudleys have concussions and Edge and Christian for the whole match attack the back of their heads like absolutely would not fly today just a concussion angle like deliberate blows to the back of the head and all wouldn't fly today and then the china avery match um again they go for a broken neck angle here and they do like this is less than two years after owen hart died and they yeah but they're not like yeah. No, but they yeah. they did all. The, I'm not talking about the broken neck. I'm saying they did all the Owen Hart stuff. So King left the desk and ran into the ring to check on Chain of the same That's way. That's true. That's he true. Did yeah. With Owen, and that hadn't happened. Um, I didn't Jim, think about that. Actually. Jim Ross uses his Owen uh, announcement. You know the same thing. Oh, we're sorry, folks. Um, we don't know what's happening here. We're gonna, you know, like this is real, like uses that whole thing. I, I don't know. Just again, thought that was a, uh, a, an odd choice. It was a little bit uncomfortable with that. Um, even now. And like, that was less than two years after Owen Hart had died. So I thought those were just some odd, <laughs> odd choices they made, but that overall, not a, not a bad show. Oh, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, it's. I didn't even think about that actually. Um, I did. I did think that was kind of weird. I did it, think that was like uncalled for and a little bit, a little bit probably too soon to do that. But WWE then a couple of years later will just do that every time they wanted to get an angle over. Yeah, and then when fans found out about the X sign, you know, yeah, the they do the X every time. Now they do the bloody X every time and. Um, I'll tell you what, in other sad news, this was the last WWF pay-per-view for Steve Blackman. Really? Himself. Oh, yep. man, what a bummer. Yep, last one for Steve Blackman. Uh, really? He wasn't fired or anything, and he, he did wrestle for another while with them because he was, do you remember he was part of the the uh, Scotty Too Hottie dance thing? Yeah, it was either before or after Rikishi. Uh, Steve Blackman then had the glasses and that, so he did wrestle on Raw and SmackDown for a while, but he he wasn't on the next couple of pay per views, and then he got injured, and that was it. Then he retired. Oh no, not Steve Blackman! It's like not Lenny. <laughs> not Lenny. 
yeah, so I was looking this up, but it was apparently it was Grandmaster Sexy's last pay-per-view. Hold on, hold on, hold on, folks. It's okay. It's okay. At WrestleMania X7, he was on the dark the dark match. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so he was he was on the dark match. Um, it's not, it was on it was on heat. But I was but, I was looking this up because uh, I didn't know that the Honky Tonk Man is related to uh, Jerry Lawler. He is, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I was looking into that, and then I saw oh that this was Grandmaster Sexy, um, Jerry Lawler's son. This was his last pay per view because he was fired for really. Oh wellness. yeah, sure, sure. He went to WWE then. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, wellness violations and stuff. And it was only was when I was reading that I saw it's also Steve Blackman's last. I was like, no, not Steve, <laughs> not Lenny. Twenty, twenty-three years later, how am I only hearing about this? Oh man, Steve Blackman, what a hero! Legitimately. <laughs> oh, legend, legend. Like one of the, like not top gays. But one of the mid card guys that you forget about until his music hits, and then you're like, "Oh my god, I love it!" <laughs> He's he is the ultimate boogly. Oh, de- uh, number one, like he he's he's what PJ he's Palacco, the leader of the the boogly boys. He is he's what PJ Palacco wishes he was. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's one of the boys, but he's not uh, he's not like an embarrassing boy. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Like he's not the he's not the bo- he, he's not the the Buckley of the Buckleys. Like he's the lead he's the leader of the Buckleys. Exactly. Like exactly. He's pretty good. He just happens to lead a gang of incompetent jobbers. <laughs> and he's pretty good. Yeah. He's like he's the guy that they all go to. Like here when they saw him out, he's like, Oh thanks, Steve. Yeah, he's Shredder. <laughs> he's like really formidable. He yeah. just has the idiot foot clan with him. <laughs> Bebop and rock steady, like two <laughs> fucking morons. So is PJ Palaco then? Is he rock steady or Bebop? Oh no, he's uh who would who would PJ Palaco be? He'd be like uh, uh what do you uh, Baxter, Doctor Baxter, <laughs> the guy who was a flay, or the Rat King, the Rat King, yeah, <laughs> one of them. Oh man. <laughs> I still can't believe he went out and wrestled as PJ Polacco. Brilliant, yeah. Like, oh, that's so funny. Because like, I know it's hard. Like, even when I was like trying to come up with gimmicks and that for myself, it's so hard to do. But I don't think even I would have settled at PJ Polacco. I mean, that's his actual name, but still. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have went out as Martin Hertie. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sad now because I actually am sitting here looking through. To see if, like, desperately, like, come on, Steve, where are you? And it's like, no. Steve was just one of those amazing wrestlers who was in the wrong era. If he was around today, he would be flying in either AEW or TNA, or he'd be portrayed as an absolute killer in New Japan. Like, he was just. I have some sad. I have some. I have some devastating sad news that might upset you. Tell me he's dead. No, no, he's not. They're almost dead. Oh, thank God. He's not dead. PJ Palacco is retired. Oh. He retired in 2015. Number number 30. There's your number 30. (laughs) Would he come out as Just Incredible or Aldo Matoya? 
Oh, yeah. Maybe he gets three runs out. Maybe he's like Cody. <laughs> this whole Royal Rumble could have like five people in it just yeah. all, doing their, all doing their multiple gimmicks. You know what, though? It, okay. If Jeff Jarrett came out, right, would he be Double J, the misogynist, oh. and Slap Nuts? <laughs> would they all be different people by this logic? Or yeah. Kane? Could get thrown out, and then Isaac Yankum could come back. Corporate Kane could come back, and then uh, uh, the Christmas creature could come back, and then uh, fake, fake Diesel, fake Diesel. Jesus, Kane <laughs> could do the Rumble. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs could do the Rumble himself. Okay, what about this? What about this? What about Rhino? So Rhino oh. comes out, and then Rhino with a Y. Hey, I. One of the things I wanted to say about the uh, TNA tapings, man, Rhino must be a brave age at this stage, but he can still go. Yeah, Rhino's class. When I, I saw him, when I saw, when I saw, when I saw, dude, when I saw him in Glasgow, I was like, this is unbelievable. It, Rhino's like, deadly. Legitimately, he could like be like a, a genuine concern. Like he's terrific. Yeah, they should like he sh- like genuinely TNA should give him one more run. But the belt just yeah, like and just before he just before like because I mean he's class. He, um, he's he's forty eight. Yeah, and he's out there like fully. Yeah, he could definitely, if not one more run with the belt, he could do like one more run at the belt. You know, yeah, even better. Yeah, like, actually, be like a real concern and put someone over huge. You know, in in defeat. Um, but yeah, he was one guy who jumped out at me. Um, while I was watching the both the pay-per-view and the impact tapings. I think Kane has the best chance of basically winning the Rumble by himself. Yeah, coming in you at know, one and two. And two. <laughs> no, like, you have, to, you have to space it out so he can change. So, one, <laughs> five, ten, fifteen, and twenty. Well, some of them could be one out. Like, so he could come out as Kane, get thrown out, and then literally just take off his mask and get back in. That's true. He's masked and unmasked Kane. And then when he's corporate Kane, he'd have to like, would he have to go back and put on slacks? No, he just whips off. He has a tearaway version of like a, <laughs> like a Chippendale strippers version of the, the Kane suit. He just whips it off and he's got, <laughs> got the shirt and tie underneath. <laughs> okay, what about X-Pac? X-Pac comes out as Sean Walkman. Six-Pac. Oh. One, two, three, kid. Six. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing? <laughs> so, so one of the rumors is that Waltman is. In, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, Hold uh, on. okay. Here's if all he the came out as the one, two, three kid, I would lose it. I uh, that would be a legitimate pop for me. The one, two, three kid, six pack, the cannonball kid, the kamikaze kid, the kid, the lightning kid, pack, Sean Waltman, six, six pack, X, X pack, X pack, Sean Waltman. That's that's like ten. That's like ten. That's like ten. And then you come out just a Sean Waltman, like him and him and Dick, the whole Royal Rumble could be him and Kane just eliminating each other, you know, while while they each change. <laughs> you know, he could throw X Pac out, and then X Pac could change and come back in and throw him out, and then he could change, and yeah, they're just back and forth to the finish. That'd be the best. Like people would be really pissed off, but it it would just be like. 
we need to get rid of this rule. <laughs> if you are biologically the same person, <laughs> you cannot be in the rumble more than once. <laughs> Mick Foley, this is your fault. <laughs> I can't, anyone, you know what? In kayfabe, apart Sorry, from Foley, done it. Yeah, he did do it. Yeah. No, has anyone apart from Foley done it? No, they haven't. No, but the rule has never been like fixed. Here's the thing, though. Do you think in kayfabe, there's no reason that no one has done this? Or, or, or are they just different people and they don't, they don't interact with each other? Like, is there no kayfabe reason that, like, yeah, a former I, repackaged wrestler just hasn't done it? Uh, I suppose, because um, his contract is coming up towards its end as well, Dustin Rhodes could come out as the natural Dustin Rhodes and then come out as Goldust. Then the artist formerly known as Goldust. But then the interesting thing about him is he could win it without winning it because Relic, which is killer, killer spelled backwards, backwards. <laughs> um, who is a projection of Dustin Rhodes' darkest uh, uh, thoughts. The, which he the, hasn't revealed to be The deepest part of his mind. Relic could win it, <laughs> which would then be Dustin Rhodes, I suppose, given that he's a a projection of his uh, his most evil, <laughs> deepest, darkest desires. So relevant. I want that so badly. <laughs> Black Rain comes out Black Rain. after the rumble and relics in the ring. And he does like a Pokemon summoning yeah. back to him. <laughs> Puts no, him they do. So apparently the way the uh, Royal Rumble 90 Four, was it? Which was the one with Undertaker versus Undertaker? 92, maybe. Uh, 94 sounds right. more realistic, but well, it's, it's one the, of them. The one with Undertaker versus Undertaker, it was supposed to end with the two Undertakers merging into one. And they, they had what? some, yeah, they had some plan where they were going to rig a trapdoor in the ring and <sighs> the lights would like flash and smoke and all that. And the two Undertakers would like, I don't know, hug. And then one of them <laughs> would slip down underneath the ring and did you just be left with one Undertaker? That was this what the original ending of that SummerSlam was supposed to be. <clears throat> um, so you could do that. You could, have, you could have Black Rain just summon Relic, which is killer spelled backwards. <laughs> um, summon Relic back into his, his body. And now with like special effects and all that, they could <laughs> probably make a better go of it than what I'm thinking, but it is 92. And the thing about it is, it's a TNA gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 maybe they own the rights. Maybe you can just stick any fat dude in a black suit and call him Black Rain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Black Rain is, isn't under contract at AEW. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, sure, yeah, sure, WWE did this with uh, Razor, Moan, and Diesel. And I don't and, think Relic is, like, busy at the moment. No, he's not. So he could probably be like, he, here, do you want a sandwich? He's the IWGP. Oh, no, he's not. No. <laughs> They're probably like, here, do you want a sandwich? Come on in and, and, and fall down for a little bit. I mean. Like and, then, and then merge and with merge. Uh, someone who is not Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, my God. I'll tell you, do you know what the problem is now? 
this is going to be a perfectly good, maybe even a really good, well-booked Royal Rumble, and I'm not going to like it because <laughs> none of this ridiculous shit is going to happen. <laughs> Our nonsense is better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to be really annoyed. You know, I'm just ha- I'm just having a look to see who played Relic. So Johnny Stramboli like, played Relic. Like when we started this conversation, I was like, "God, do you know what I think is an outside shout that might happen?" I think my money's on on Gunther to win it. And half an hour ago, I was really excited by that prospect. And now <laughs> I couldn't give a shit. Now I just want. <laughs> now Relic if Relic doesn't show up, I'm going to be like, five billion Netflix deal? I don't care. WWE's dead. In the mud. <laughs> like, if, Relic does, if Relic doesn't show up, we riot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here, like, I, I do have bad news though. Relic he isn't dead. Oh. <laughs> okay, he isn't dead. So we need to be... Um, but he he has retired in 2014. So he has the equal chance Not TJ Relic! Not Relic! <laughs> but the man retired, but the gimmick lives forever. Well, you mean he... The writer, which is retired, spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Red Rum character, which... Okay, so hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, the plot thickens. So apparently... So the guy's name is Hugger, right? So John Hugger is your man's name. And apparently his gimmick was Red Rum when he was in the Indies. And Vince Russo took that, flipped it around, and made Relic. Because he's like, we can't have a character called Murder. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's too too much it's too much so your man had a real thing for what mirrors so he'd drive an ambulance like before it was he an ambulance driver and he was always looking down at the front of his ambulance going I wonder why they call it an Echnolubma <laughs> no but he apparently he was billed from the depths of hell oh not the deepest darkest crevices of Dustin Rhodes or somebody else in the Black Rain costumes mind. No, but he did tear his urethra when he was doing uh, the leg drop <laughs> on Nitro, uh, apparently. <laughs> That's probably why he became, you know, killer. That's God, where the, yeah, that's where the that, darkness that came from. Turn me evil. <laughs> huh? I'll tell you, turn me evil. I'll tell you what, though. Fair play to him. You have to have a fairly substantial langer to tear at <laughs> doing a leg drop. It's like backstage talking about, hey man, you don't need to be so stiff on the leg drop. And he's like, my leg didn't even hit you that time. <laughs> but here's a, here's a crazy thing, right? <laughs> yeah, langer came down across <laughs> you. He's, he's a former hardcore champion. Oh, so who isn't? He beat Bradshaw <laughs> on a random episode of, of uh, Heat. And then he pinned Jeff Hardy. Who is he in WWE? Uh, Stromboli. Jonathan Stromboli. Stromboli. From the full-blood Italians. He actually was one of the random Italian lads that you taught, that we brought up earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, Relic. We just kill our spell backwards. There you go. And now he's the writer. At least (laughs) it's not dead. (laughs) Every time you're just Googling, you're like, please don't be dead. Just, just don't be dead. <laughs> so, it's so hard to say dead backwards because it's just it's dead. Well, I mean, 
TNA did have a gimmick called Suicide. Oh, so, that's right, yeah. You know, but spelt forwards, so <laughs> spelt correctly. <laughs> also, if you saw him in a mirror, you wouldn't know what he was trying to say to you. So, T- so hold on. TNA are, are so aware of how stupid this was that when you go onto their Facebook and it has like so, there's a post here from 2019. Today in hashtag Impact History relic quotation marks. That's killer spelled backwards. Made his <laughs> TNA debut, so they were aware of it. And also, I think that's the appropriate way that you have to actually address him. I I love that they're so uh, upfront about their history. I love it. I did like, TNA like in the way they posted that uh, 2007 Christmas episode. Like that was WWE that tried to bury it in the, in oh, the for years. network somewhere, or yeah. it just disappeared. You wouldn't be able to get it at all. Um, but now nah, TNA is like. You know, like, look at the stupid shit we did. Isn't it hilarious? <laughs> best look. I don't care what people say. TNA are the best company in wrestling ever. I just, I, I just think they're the best. They really are. Um, I for stupid shit like that. Fully believe that you fully believe that. <laughs> that's all I, I'll say on the matter. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, folks, we are going to leave it there. Martin, thank you so much for an, for doing an extended edition. Folks, we said we were going to keep a nice tight hour. We've done many more. Um, but I had a great time, as always. Uh, they, I look, as I said, when we get into talking about Steve Blackman and Relic, it just the oh, time just gets it. away. It's going to be an all-nighter. It's got to be. Gotta keep the lethal, if you want to keep things to a time limit, you got to keep the lethal weapon out of it. <laughs> or relic, which is killer spell backwards. Or relic. Because <laughs> you know. half the time is just point, pointing out that his name is, is killer backwards. <laughs> just in case you forget that. because, But I, you know, I, I'm disappointed now because, like you, I'm going to be watching the Rumble, and if he doesn't appear... Yeah, none of this shit's going to happen. None of it. <laughs> yeah, but we're, got, we're we're disappointed now. We're, we've set ourselves up. We've set, we've we've laid this beautiful table, this exquisite meal of booking masterwork, and unfortunately, it's just going to be punk winning or something like that. Yeah, something crap. But hey, let's some crap. <laughs> we will always have FDR versus House of Black in a steel cage on collision. Is Relic going to be there? It's the House of Black. You know, spooky, spooky nonsense. Yeah, but specifically, know what they should do? They should bring Relic back. Fine, can we yeah. like, can we start like a hashtag? Hashtag start bring Relic back. We just kill <laughs> ourselves backwards. Just, just everywhere. <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> bring, bring, bring Relic back. Words. <laughs> or even just, you know, random Senate races in America. Vote Relic. We just oh, kill ourselves yeah. backwards. <laughs> just appear everywhere. Random, yeah. like. Just in case you're confused on the ballot. Relic <laughs> is killer spelled backwards. Like for the Eurovision or something, you're like vote relic, which is killer spelled yeah. backwards. If if you're confused who to vote for, write out the word killer and then <laughs> read it backwards and then vote for that person. How can you not? I mean, look at that face. How can you not that that's a face that nobody could love. But you vote for him because it's important. It's like a friend from uh Monaghan Maria used to say you couldn't love him if you breastfed him <laughs> here's one for you right Netflix uh, what's it Netflix um, Sunday or Netflix Tuesday or whatever they do the pay-per-view right and then your choices are Relic 
Killer spelled backwards. Red rum. Who are you voting for? Oh. No, it's gotta be. You gotta be gotta be red, like, hasn't it? Has to be. Has to be. Couldn't be. <laughs> what if but, the what if they use this Netflix thing as a an opportunity to make uh, money out of some of the uh other copyrights that they have and to bring back Netflix Nitro. That would be cool. That would be class. Uh, or Halloween if you, Havoc. If you did cut cut the shows down to like you say, an hour or two hours, you could probably stick another one in. Yeah. I mean you can have different <laughs> brands. <laughs> That's what Vince McMahon said. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I am interested to see how they how they do bring that all together when, when it kind of happens. But, you know, there's so much like as we're like doing the show, news is breaking. So I'm, I'm only like I'm waiting for when we hit when we hit stop on this recording. And it's like WWE has been split into 50 different pieces and scattered to the wind. <laughs> Confirmed. Royal Rumble number 30. Tony Khan. Tony Khan. <laughs> oh, my God. Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? No. Except uh, FTR versus House of Black in a steel cage, the main event of collision. And don't forget, Relic is killer spelled backwards. That's it. If you forget it, just write out the word killer and read it backwards. It's like the way you always an X-Pac Euro because X-Pac didn't scream X-Pac. He screamed, make some noise. Absolutely. And in fact, you could be hearing that and if you at don't, the Royal Rumble. And if you didn't know that, you owe us a Euro. Um, or you can join our premier uh, Patreon, which used to be the Virgil Tenor, which is now the Rennet, which is Tenor spelled backwards. <laughs> join the join the Patreon Rennet tier. I love it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, folks, <laughs> this is your first. We time will, there. if anyone joins the Patreon Rennet tier, we <laughs> will handwrite you a letter entirely backwards. <laughs> the whole letter will be backwards. And we'll sign a killer. Which yeah. Is, well, then it'll just read Relic. <laughs> then it'll just read Relic. It's, it's just confusing now. <laughs> but yeah, throw us a Patreon, Renat. <laughs> you gotta keep... <laughs> Sorry. Where did they come up with that we, stupid We gotta shit. keep the lights. No. Well, like, I just can't believe that a group of people sit around and are like, yeah, that's that's good shit, man. Come on, Dar, the whole start of the show we were talking about how other people are shocked by Vince McMahon, but as wrestling fans, we aren't. So you absolutely can believe that a bunch of people sat around and came up with Relic. <laughs> but they just like, yeah, let's let's do that. That that makes sense. That's brilliant. Oh. Anyway, folks, if this is your first time checking the show, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Um, we are live. We're not live, usually. Uh, we're on the radio Tuesday, and we record every Friday. So if you guys want to contact us, please do via social media or email. You can go to com and just co- you can email us there, or you can go on social media and let us know what you think. What did you think of Relic? Was he the best wrestler of all time? Are we being too harsh? Or... Do you want us to never forget that? It's killer spelled backwards. We'll be back. Did he win the Rumble? Did he win the Rumble? Exactly. Because when we Email us from the future and tell us. Are you sad that he didn't win the Rumble? That's probably... I'm going to be sad if he doesn't win the Rumble. He's, he's, you know what? He's my pick. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with him. He's my pick. I'm gonna put a rennet on us. Gonna put a, Bang. a Virgil rennet. <laughs> um, yes, and if you do want to contact us, you can uh, via the social media or the email or you know just you know a pigeon maybe. Scream into the wind. Scream into the wind, and that probably won't get to us. But we're also on Twitter if you're on that hellscape, and we'll be back next week to talk about the fallout from the Royal Rumble and more on the road to WrestleMania. Talk to you then, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.